listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates sarah's away today thanks to concordia university wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour find out more about concordia university wisconsin at cuw.edu live uncommon it is a good day because we get to go international again today looking forward to chatting with uh one of our friends overseas and one who likes to be overseas but she's here in the building with us uh our friend ann gonzalez manager for short-term mission training and engagement lcms office of international mission and welcome back thank you it's great to actually be here in front of the microphone again it, it, it's fun to chat with you and it's always fun to like share your title because it's longer than any other title <laughs> in the building um so i forgot to mention dce in there as well correct so i'm that's, also that's director of christian part. education yes so it, we get to chat with our friend Ben, who's serving in Eurasia. Joining us today, Ben Helge, serving the Lord in Eurasia with LCMS Office of International Mission. Ben, welcome back to the Coffee Hour. Thank you very much. Great to be back. So today, our topic at hand is English Bible camps. So I, I know, Anne, over the last few years, things have been kind of challenging. We've done some things virtual, tried to figure out how to do things in person. Now we're, we're looking at in-person opportunities as well, again, for English Bible camps. Um, we're just going to move ahead and plan, right? We're God just going to keep moving forward. Yes. yes. Yes, indeed. God willing. Deo Valente. Um, so English Bible camps. Ben, what is, uh, what is English Bible camp? Uh, English Bible Camp, uh, specifically here in the Eurasia region, is an opportunity for a local congregation uh, from, let's say, well, this year, from Poland or in Poland or in the Czech Republic to work with an LCMS team to provide an opportunity for children or students to practice English, to learn maybe a little grammar, but to have a really wonderful time and all while doing that or while doing all these things, they hear the gospel centered around some theme. I like to compare it to, uh, you know, vacation Bible school is kind of the closest thing I would say to something in America, but it's uh, all about English and Jesus in the end. That's what it's, that's what we're there for. So where do the participants who come to learn English come from? Are they members of the community? How do they find out about this program? There's a, well, there's a, a mix of students. Some of them are actually from the church itself. Some children of congregation members, maybe some are even grandkids of someone in the congregation, but then others are, yes, they are from the community. One of the goals of this is not to just be an, an internal activity for the church, but for it to be outreach and missional. So flyers go up or uh, posters go up in schools around the community and the local newspaper perhaps or wherever that local congregation wants to advertise to invite people into their community to participate in this program. So where has English Bible Camp taken place in the past? In the past, well, many different cities around Poland. Uh, it's taken place uh, in the Czech Republic as well. Uh, uh, quite a while ago, there were some camps happening in Slovakia, uh, some in Hungary. There's been yeah, many opportunities to use English and English Bible camps in, in particular around the Eurasia region. It is, it is a uh, hot commodity or pe people are interested in practicing their English. 
<laughs> ben, how long have you been a part of English Bible camps? Since the first summer I came to the field. So that was back in 2014. Uh, even before that, actually, that was kind of my own gateway into the mission field, if I can say it that way, that I went on a, a summer mission trip with uh, Concordia University, Irvine, and I we went to Hungary, and it was for an English Bible camp. And through that, God showed me that uh, maybe long-term missions was something he had in, in plan for me. And so... Uh, yeah, but once I got on the field, I helped out with some local ones in the Czech Republic, as well as Poland. And then over the past, well, now for the past seven years or so, I've been the one helping to organize them here on the ground, work with the teams that come over. And it's been a, a huge blessing and a joy to see the ways that God has worked through the these camps, through the local churches and through the volunteers. You mentioned earlier, you know, one example of what um, many Americans might understand or relate this to would be maybe a vacation Bible school experience. Can you share with us ways throughout the day that participants learn English? What are the ways they get to practice English throughout the day at English Bible Camp? So the first and very like obvious one is in an English class in a sense, or that uh, the day begins, well, the day begins with an opening session where everyone's together, but then the, the students or the children break off into smaller groups, which is obviously better for practicing their English. But the first session focuses in on that English, on vocabulary words for the day that they're going to hear in a Bible lesson, that they're going to hear it for other activities, maybe with some games. And so that really is the foundation for the day is that first lesson. And then, as I said, of course, they're going to hear English being spoken, communicate in English at each and every activity. So that could be during their Bible time where they hear the scripture in read in English, um, but also maybe during the craft time, they're also learning to write something in English on a, a craft or in sports. Of course, they're hearing uh, the instructions given to them in English, and then they're also learning English with songs with during the music time. So many, many opportunities for them to practice it and just be really immersed uh, with English because of the American team that's there. Yeah, that's the word I was hearing too, as you were describing it, immersed in in an English language experience and and certainly an environment where they're going to hear to hear that that good news of Jesus as well. And that's very true. But I do want to add that they also have translators. The local church works uh -huh. to find translators so that the kids can fully understand the message. And especially when you've got some of the younger kids, this might be their first exposure. So we're not we're not throwing volunteers in there blind with no assistance. <laughs> they will have um, somebody to help help gotcha. convey the meaning. So is that. Uh, so deeply immersed that you're totally lost. <laughs> right. What What are the ages, Ben? What are the ages of the the children who attend the camps to to learn English? Uh, typically, the age range is like six, around six to eleven years old. So it is on the younger end, at, le at least for the camps that we're talking about here. Um, but it's also sometimes a bit flexible based on the congregation that's hosting the camp. Maybe they do have a, a few older students that they want to kind of target or that older age range, maybe the early teenage years. 
But for the most part, it is right there, six to 11, even some like pre-readers being a part of the, the camp. So they're not, they won't be reading. They'll just be listening and doing activities that require only speaking and, and listening while others would then use their skills that they've learned at school to, to read, to write something and to, yeah, to fully use all those, those tools they've learned in the classroom. So tell me about the, the, the ways that volunteers serve at English Bible camp. Um, what are the, what's the role of a volunteer at English Bible camp, Ben? It is extremely important. <laughs> we uh, run <laughs> on volunteers, right? Uh, and so the the volunteer it it is a very intense day. The program is is run by the volunteers. So from the opening session to the closing session, the volunteers are in charge of it all as far as leading it. So yeah, when it comes to music during that session or whether it's leading the English uh, lesson or the Bible lesson that is on on the team there. And then usually uh, the team will divvy out uh, who's going to lead the different rotations. So someone might be gifted in something with music, so they would most likely lead that session. Someone maybe is very crafty and would lead the craft session. Someone else is one into games, so they would lead that one. And then I mean, usually there's like four or five people on a team. So that fourth and fifth person would kind of float around to help out, make sure things are okay. Or if there's help needed in one area, they would hop over to that session. Or uh, maybe if someone was sick even that day for some unforeseen reason or something happened, they could step in and and fill that position. Uh, and so, yeah, the day is packed kind of from nine, nine in the morning till about three in the afternoon. Uh, but then after that, there's time to rest, explore, get to know the teammates that you're serving with from that local culture and from the local church. And it is a really enjoyable time to to work hard, to serve hard together, but then to also rest and relax and, and to get to know your fellow brother and sister in Christ. And you brought along materials today. So, when when volunteers serve at an English Bible camp, they're not just thrown out there with no resources. You do not have to come up with your own materials or your own craft ideas. We have uh, written a curriculum. This was all developed in house to be Lutheran, but also focused on on the the context of a very low English um, that provides instructions and suggestions for opening, closing all the music ideas, how to teach the English lesson, how to teach the Bible lesson. Here's the crafts. Here's the craft templates. All of that is is in the curriculum that you'll get as soon as uh, you're placed as a volunteer. And our theme for this year is Jesus, Who Are You? Um, it's based around the seven I am statements of Jesus. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, this is the second curriculum that we've written. Excellent. Excellent. We're going to learn more about that, about the opportunities coming up this year in just a moment and uh, how volunteers have served in the past. We're going to learn more about some of the volunteers who've been a part of English Bible camps in just a moment. We'll continue the conversation as we learn about English Bible camps with LCMS International Mission in just a moment. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others. 
to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. Sarah's away today. We are learning about English Bible camps with LCMS International Mission. And our guest today, Ann Gonzalez, Manager for Short-Term Mission Training and Engagement with LCMS Office of International Mission. And Ben Helge, Serving the Lord in Eurasia. Ben's been with uh, the English Bible camps for a long time, uh, many years. What, back in 2014, uh, then started serving, or even before that, serving with English Bible camps. Ben, what are the stories that you've heard from volunteers about uh, the, the joys that it has been for them to serve as volunteers with English Bible camp? I, there are there are many different stories that we hear, and and I think a big testimony of or to some of these stories is that people continue to go back and serve. That we've had people serving for six, seven plus years that they come back because they see that they are making a, a difference. They're making an impact, of course, by caring for and loving these uh, students that they're working with by teaching them English, but they see how important it is that they do hear the gospel. And I, I know there have been volunteers that have shared that they have very close contact with the churches they work with and they get reports back from congregations saying that uh, individuals have come back to church or join them uh, for something uh, later on in the summer that they prepared for the students or their parents and that they have had members come to faith or, or individuals come to faith that God has planted that seed of faith in them, maybe at English Bible camp. And now they believe and the next year they go back that that student is not only a participant, but they are now one of the volunteers helping to interpret and to share their faith and to lead other students that, that come in. Uh, and even I know some people have uh, in the past worked with interpreters that have come to the camp uh, from a school. They weren't from the church, but the, the church didn't have enough English speakers there to interpret into the local language. So the, the church got some other interpreters that were not believers. And through them being there, through them hearing the, the message of the gospel, through them translating, they have to think about what it means, right? Uh, they then uh, we heard reports or stories of those interpreters coming to faith um, by being a part of the camp. So it's not just a blessing for the volunteers and students, but it goes beyond even those that it's kind of focused on. And it's, yeah, it's wonderful to hear how these volunteers have been used by God in this context of English Bible camps. Wow. Thanks be to God. That's kind of a uh, kind of exciting. Um, and what have you heard from folks who have partic participated in English Bible camps? That the benefits go beyond just the effects of the camp. So I heard a story recently from Pastor James Butler, um, who served a number of times in Poland, that he, you know he's kept in touch with the church. And he noticed on Facebook that they were starting to have various concerts or events that you know they'd invite the community in into. And he, he reached out to his, his friends there and you know they were talking about it. And they said, well, 
you showed us that we can open the doors of our church hmm. to the community. Um, and I actually have another story that goes the opposite direction. Uh, there was a church uh, uh, that sent a team a number of times headed by Pastor Michael Awe. And after serving in Poland a number of times, they said, well, who are our neighbors in our backyard that need to hear about Jesus? <laughs> Here in the States. Here yeah. in the States. And um, so a couple of years ago, they called a Spanish-speaking pastor to, to serve their Hispanic neighbors. Wow. Yeah. Well, thanks be to God for that. So uh, let's talk about the opportunities that await us this year. Um, what are the opportunities this year, Anne? So we have um, three different time slots. The first is in early July in the Czech Republic, um, and they've requested five teams for the Czech Republic. And then we have um, two time slots for Poland. Uh, one is the last two weeks in July, and the other one is the first two weeks in August. And um, they have requested a total of 12 teams across those two slots. So we we can pretty much take everyone because we, uh, you know, they, they, the local church and um, the organizing group has a, has a process for how they figure out, you know, who gets a team if they don't have enough. Um, but we'd love to be able to fill as many of those as possible. Mm. Um, and you can apply to serve either as a congregation team, uh, you know, you get four or five people together from your church and mm -hmm. apply and, and we'll place you as a group. Or if you're like, I don't, I don't have four or five friends who want to go to Central Europe this summer. You can apply as an individual, and then we take all of those individuals and group them into teams um, that seem to have a, a good cross-section of skills mm -hmm. and um, things like that that can work well together. And we help you through the process of meeting your your new teammates long distance and, and starting <laughs> the process of working together with them. Well, the last few years, we've learned how to interact with one another and connect <laughs> long, long, uh, long distance, right? Um, ben, once a team is, uh, and, we'll, and we'll talk about that application process in sure. just a moment, but Ben, once a team is on the ground in uh, Europe, whether it's in Czech Republic or Poland, um, once they're on the ground there, what sort of support do they have as volunteers um, when they're ready to serve there we we are here to support and and not just myself but there are a few other missionaries uh, in the area that serve as well that help to welcome everyone to to the field to allow you as a volunteer the time to rest because we know jet lag is a real thing and then we kind of jump into things with a little on-field orientation learning about culture uh, seeing some of the interesting places around us, wherever we might be, uh, going over the curriculum, helping to answer any last-minute questions. And, of course, we pray together for God's blessing over over the week of English Bible camps. And, and then throughout the week when a team is serving, wherever they are, we come around just not to do an inspection, not at all, but we come to make sure everyone's doing all right, to check in, to hear stories, to take pictures, and to, well, even help out if, you know, they need an extra set of hands. We're there for that day to help with whatever it might be. So we want to make sure the volunteers are taken care of, of course, before, during, and after the entire process. Um, yeah, and this is, a, I think, a really great first opportunity a first time opportunity for someone to serve with the lcms if they haven't served with us yet uh, everything yeah is already kind of prepared for you and it's we're here to help along the whole way i mean with every opportunity there is help along the entire way as well um, but there is a lot of support that we are 
have to offer here in this in this region. And when he says everything's prepared, he means food, lodging, transportation. Once you're on the ground, um, your hosts take excellent care of you. Fun. Okay, you mentioned food and lodging. <laughs> I got to ask about, you get to experience like the local culture in terms of food too? Correct, yep. Sweet. <laughs> Pierogi. Mm, man. So, Ann, tell us about uh, how to apply. Who who would be a good applicant, a uh, good candidate for serving at English Bible Camp? Sure. So, um, if you go to servenow.lcms.org, mm-hmm. these opportunities are listed there along with all of our other ones. And uh, there's a, a, link, a link at the bottom. You click and you just give us some info and... Uh, That'll get the process rolling. If you're applying as an individual, there'll be um, some references and a short interview. If it's a team opportunity, then we check with your your home pastor and just kind of check that he's aware that that's forming and that the church will support the team. Um, and then um, once once you're placed, you start working with me through the process of getting ready. In terms of who's a good candidate, we have had everyone from teenagers to grandmas and everybody in between. Obviously, some level of experience with teaching or working with kids mm-hmm. helps, but it's not a requirement. Um, we right now are navigating the challenges of our current situation in the world with COVID. And so uh, for the Czech Republic, they do at this time require vac- uh, COVID vaccination to enter. Um, right now, Poland doesn't. And that's something Those sorts of things are things that we keep a close eye on. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's it's a fantastic opportunity to to serve our neighbors in Central Europe. So you go to servenow.lcms.org. Correct. To find the application, the list of opportunities to serve, go through that application process. And then uh, if you make it on to the next steps, then... um, get ready. What do we need to do once once we've made it through the application and we're accepted into the program? How do we prepare uh, to serve abroad? Sure. So there's a number of, of resources that we provide to learn about culture mm-hmm. and um, the local thing. As I mentioned, we have the curriculum that we provide um, and, and we walk you through the process. There's a literal checklist of the things that you <laughs> need to do. Everything from make sure your passport is, is appropriately mm-hmm. valid to now it's time to, to buy your tickets and here's where you should fly into and when. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, all the way to the back end, when you're back, we say, hey, here's some resources to help you debrief and, and, and process your experience and how you can share it with the people around you. What should volunteers um, plan for uh, expenses? What expenses should they plan for? Sure. So there's two main expenses. One is airfare, and that's going to cost whatever. You, you purchase your own airfare, so mm-hmm. it, you can kind of play with, do I want a more convenient flight that's more expensive, or am I willing to, you know accept another connection because it's cheaper or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's what we call the ground fee. And the ground fee for these opportunities are pretty different in part because the the local Czech church is able to subsidize more of the cost for those camps. So for the Czech Republic, it's $200 and that covers your food, lodging, all your things once you've arrived, aside from, you know, like personal purchases, souvenirs, things like that. And then the for Poland, it's $1,000. Um, so those are both, um, and like I said, those are kind of all-inclusive. Once you're on the ground, that's that's your costs Very already good. paid for. Very good. Ben, what are you looking forward to most about the teams this year? 
I love seeing familiar faces. I love when people come and they're like, oh, I've read your newsletter. I've followed you for a long time and now I get to meet them in person. Like that is really exciting. And then I'm excited for the person that serves for the first time because there is this uh, even different kind of spark or joy or energy. They don't know necessarily everything they're getting into and they're, but they're ready for it. So I'm excited for all those interactions, meeting people that are excited to share the love of Christ to share the message of the gospel with uh, the people in Europe here. Very good. Servenow.lcms.org. Anything else you want to add, Anne, before we wrap up our time together? Apply by March 27th. Oh, thank you. The <laughs> deadline, March 27th. You want to get that application in. That is very soon. It is um, very soon. So if you're thinking about it, now's a good time to go check out servenow.lcms.org and uh, start that application. Exactly. And what, and once you've started the application, it doesn't obligate you. So mm-hmm. so start it. And if later you're like, ah, this is not what God is calling to me this summer, that's okay. <laughs> Very good. And and those dates, uh, the, the ones in the Czech Republic and the ones in Poland are all taking place throughout the summer. Is that right? Correct. Okay. So all throughout the summer. Uh, again, servenow.lcms.org. My guest today, Anne Gonzalez, Manager, Short-Term Mission Training and Engagement. Thanks so much for being my guest. Thanks for having me. And Ben Helge, Serving the Lord in Eurasia. Thanks so much, Ben, for joining us on The Coffee Hour. Yeah, thanks for having me, too. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anywhere.